Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Historians, and welcome to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, a nerdy podcast hosted by two nerdy people. I am host Brenda. I'm the second nerdy person. I'm host Austin. <laughs> and it's a beautiful day in Michigan. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. A be- <laughs> it's a beautiful day for goddamn once. <laughs> <laughs> Won't she be my neighbor? Um, I'm I legally had to do that. <laughs> if you look in if you look in my part of the contract, it says anytime that phrase is said, <laughs> I have to sing Mr. Rogers' neighborhood intro. I'm so sorry. It's like a sleeper trigger for millennials. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there there are a lot of them. Uh, if mm-hmm. you are above the age of eighteen and have a millennial parent, there are so many ways to get them to stop. To stop, to stop. If they're, if you're in trouble, say any of our, say SpongeBob. We're done. A good hour gone. Yeah. Be like, are you starting to feel it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> That's it. They're, they're going to forget what was going on. They're going to go into a fugue state. Mm-hmm. Their brain is immediately going to short circuit and like you hear a little bit of static and they're going to be like, oh, I was going to try to do a SpongeBob laugh. I don't think I can. Um <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I'm so glad you're having a good time because I have things. I have something that's very not funny. Oh no! Is this going to lead us into our news segment? This is learning news. Whew! Okay, we all know Ben Shapiro, right? And everyone has a feeling about Ben Shapiro. I personally dislike ben shapiro but maybe you don't and that's okay because you're an adult if you're listening to this show and you can make up your own mind anyway so ben shapiro has a production company channel hoopla called the daily wire the daily wire recently started a subsidiary i think that's what it's technically called bent key i don't know why the name is bent key but it is it is focused on children's television i don't know why it's called bent key <laughs> they launched it the day of disney's 100 year anniversary as like a fuck you to disney i doubt i i fully doubt disney even noticed <laughs> it's like oh what a power move wow oh uh, you really sold that mouse you really punched that mouse in the balls and they, they started with their own rodent i think uh it's a children's show called chip chilla i think chinchillas are rodents technically i think they are just, they're just big ones it's a cartoon <laughs> That features a chinchilla named Chip and uh, his chinchilla family. Uh, he has two siblings. He's a sister and a, a baby sibling who I don't know their gender. They're homeschooled. And it is like a horrifyingly bad ripoff of Bluey. Yeah. Like the art is just like Bluey. The colors are the same like color palette as Bluey. The soft pastels. Right. The round corners. The same exact kind of like prop design. Yes, the same like kind of like background work too for how the mm-hmm. backgrounds look. The animation is different, by which I mean it's bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell what's wrong, but everything feels stilted and also slow and also somehow off model when like it's their model. So it should just feel like it's on purpose, but it doesn't. And the weird thing about this is it was announced like two years ago. Originally, it was supposed to be a part of Daily Wire Plus. Yes. <laughs> At first, it was going to be Daily Wire Plus, and it was going to be part of something called Daily Wire Kids, or DW Kids. It was like the original thing they said in uh, March of 2022. And the art was very different. The style looked very different. More American eyes, like the harsher corners. I would say, I don't know if Dent Doug to Naple is involved, (laughs) but it was a very Doug to Naple-esque kind of design yeah it's been hard to find out more about the show and like who's on it we know we know rob schneider's on it that's the person they like kind of put in front like <laughs> rob star. schneider rob schneider is here it's starring rob schneider and rob schneider is not chip <laughs> um, 
Rob Schneider is like the he's dad. And so the, it's, I don't, that's not how kids shows work. Like the star's meant to be like the kid it's named after. But okay. Although, wait, I, I guess Bluey does the same thing because the dad's like in a band. Like, oh, really? Yeah, he has like a band. He does other work. So it's like, is he? Hey, Australians, is that guy? Is, um, is he famous? Is Bandit? Is Bandit's voice actor famous outside of being in Fiona and Kate and and having a band? I mean, I guess it would pull in parents, but it's like a weird thing to me. Yeah. So that that also that was like their flagship show, and it is very much like a big. It is like clearly a bluey ripoff to the point where it's kind of obnoxious that Jeremy Bort. I listen. I don't. I doubt it's boring, but Jeremy Boring is how it looks. He is like the. <laughs> Media person for Daily Wire Plus and for Ben Key and everything came out to the friendship chill and also to say it's a silly notion that here's the exact quote. What a silly notion. They suggest that in producing Chip Chilla, we were trying to make a conservative Bluey, but there's already conservative Bluey, Bluey. Um, he goes on to say that Bluey has great values, shows like a great family, et cetera, et cetera, which is like what a lot of people were saying when they saw Chip Chilla. They're like, we don't know why they would have made this. It isn't like Bluey is like, quote unquote, woke. Like, there's not like an episode where like Bluey has a trans friend or like yeah. this kid has two dads. Like Bluey is like a very vanilla kid show. I think like the um, the most controversial that Bluey gets is um, she befriends a French kid. Yeah. Oh, God. That's <laughs> and so it's it's very weird. I'm like, if you're not trying to make a knockoff Bluey, you're clearly trying to like use that as like catapulting for this show to be successful. For kids to see it and kids are kids and they see like a blue animal and they're like, it's like Bluey, I guess. We have Bluey at home. <laughs> and I saw people like online who were trying to be like, you should watch the show. It's not anything like Bluey. And I'm like, open your eyes. Open your peepers. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> just literally just look at it. It's wild. Um, when they did announce it, this is like, this was part of their Daily Wire Plus like summit or whatever. When they were trying to bring in investors to Daily Wire Plus to get it up and running, they said, uh, here is the exact quote about why they needed people to believe in the making kids and family content. Why does it matter? It matters because kids go to school for 40 hours a week and then they engage in pop culture for 40 more hours a week. That means 80 hours of a child's week are turning them over to the left. <laughs> and good parents might spend 15 minutes a day in a meaningful conversation with their kids. A great parent might take their kid to church for an hour or two hours or three hours a week. The other 80, they're watching Disney, they're online, and they're in public schools. That is the exact quote also from jeremy boring again that's how it looks i don't know <laughs> it's gotta be how else would it be pronounced would it be like boring, boring? yeah i don't know it's like b-o-r-e-i-n-g and i'm like that's too many e noises next to each other to not be boring <laughs> and so he, he he was like essentially like you know you have to open up your wallets and your your hearts and minds so we can do this and save our kids and so it is very interesting to go from like how they announced it because when i announced it again it was this like more american style to like what it looks like now i watched some clips because i'm not gonna subscribe to bent key to watch an episode and you know what it doesn't look good <laughs> no it's like they didn't have the money to do proper like bluey does like the the rigged like puppet kind of yeah animation where there's like a bunch of assets and they flip those out mm -hmm. to like kind of make the animation and but bluey does it in a way that's like very high quality and like very fluid like mm -hmm. that studio is like very very talented at that chichilla studio no no <laughs> no Bit, it's Bit no. key studio <laughs> i i i don't know like i don't even know if that's the studio it's out of like bent key is the owner and Daily Wire is a parent company, but again, like it's very hard to figure out in terms of production who worked on this outside of the voice cast. I'd heard that there were some people from Disney, like I think like someone from like the Tangled cartoon yes. is working on it. Yeah, someone from Tangled, the Tangled cartoon works over at Daily Wire. I saw that when I was looking into Disappointing. this. Disappointing. Yeah. So, you know, I hope the kids on the show have a great career. <laughs> after this <laughs> uh that's a that's a pretty good uh v, you know i don't know if the show will be successful or not but that's a pretty big va credit to have that you were a, a lead on a show as a child <laughs> you, so you were a lead on a show that did exist it did you don't happen. have to tell them it was it's on bent key well i can't wait for us to report um a couple months from now that bent key folded yeah <laughs> and just, uh, let me, yeah I, let's see how long 
this even lasts. Uh, it's just like it's it's absolutely bonkers. If you want to see, there's a clip on YouTube if you want to go like see the clip we're talking about in terms of like seeing the animation for yourself. But it is out there, and they claim it's not a bluey knockoff. But again, I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't come out and be like, "Yeah, this is my this is bluey." Like you wouldn't say that, right? No, <laughs> like, you can't say that. But like, it's very it's it's very obvious, especially with the change of the entire art style yeah. and the toning down of the color palette. <laughs> Like things change from pilots to full episodes. Like every, every anything goes through those kind of changes. Not that what we saw was the pilot when they announced it, it was like a teaser, but to change the entire style and the style and like I think the big thing is like character designs. Like usually those don't change that much at that stage. Mm-hmm. No, they absolutely do not. Yeah. <laughs> well, timer starts now. Let's see when Chip Chilla gets canceled. <laughs> Let's see what happens with Chip Chilla and Bent Key. Maybe I'll talk more about Bent Key one day, but that will not be today. I need to scrub my Google search. Well, I think that's going to lead us into our first break. After this break, we will be back with the topic of the week. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, However, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun, just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Learning. Topic of the week. All right, we're back. So, Austin, are you ready for the topic of the week? I think so. I no 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 let me let me I'm I know I am ready. You I know was born you're ready. ready. I was built ready. All right, so the topic of this week is going to be, was Barney the catalyst of modern internet hate? Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I won't won't answer. You know what? I won't answer that. Let's go on a journey together. Barney the Purple Dinosaur (laughs) premiered on PBS in 1992, but actually the origins of Barney go back further than that to the VHS era to the mid 80s oh oh yeah there were tapes before Mm -hmm. before they were on pbs so our story begins in the 80s where former school teacher in texas cheryl leach has decided to quit her job and stay at home to raise her son patrick so she's at home with her two-year-old kid and she's like trying to just find things for him to do he's really rambunctious she needs something to kind of keep his attention for a little while so she can kind of get things done around the house Mm -hmm. But at this time, there's not really a lot of options. There's not like a 24-hour like cartoon cycle. Mm-hmm. And there's also just not really a lot of like educational cartoons for kids at this point. You've got Mr. Rogers. You've got Sesame Street. And a couple like other outliers. But there's nothing really that Cheryl felt, at least, that was robust at the time. And also, this is the 80s. So this is the dawn of the time where... A lot of cartoons were hyper violent, and they were yeah. also designed to sell toys. Yeah, they, so you've they're got, just like, your... they're toy commercials. Yeah, they're twenty minute exactly. toy commercials. <laughs> you got your Care Bears, you got your My Little Ponies, you got your GI Joes, your yeah. Transformers, all of those. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't need a two year old asking me for toys. <laughs> exactly. And you know, because she was a teacher, she's like, I would really like to have something that had some educational value. Mm. So. She goes to, like, rent a VHS tape, gets home, and she puts it in, and her son is just enthralled. It's a We Sings sing-along tape. Hmm. And um, We Sings was, like, a series in the 80s of, like, direct-to-VHS tapes Mm -hmm. where there's just a lot of singing. Everyone's just singing. You know, like, they go to the North Pole, they sing. They go to the farm, they sing. They go to the train station, they sing. So it had a lot of singing, and Cheryl found that the sinking really enthralled her son. Mm. So she was like, what if we could combine educational elements and the singing and like the dancing and the playing together into one series? 
Without any prior video making experience, Cheryl got together with a small team and began working on like treatments for a series. That's wild. Isn't that Sorry, wild? That's just, She's just this teacher's like, yeah. I need something to, to entertain my son. I guess I'll just have to fucking invent an anthropomorphic purple it. dinosaur. I gotta do it myself. I guess I'll just do it myself. <laughs> so actually, at the beginning, Barney wasn't a dinosaur. Oh. This was the wildest thing that I found out. He was a clown. Oh, no. No. And then uh, <laughs> he was also a teddy bear at one point. That could have been okay. But yeah. Clown, could you imagine? Barney would Can not you have imagine? made it. Barney would not have made that test of time if Barney was a clown. We already had a clown. Like Bozo the Clown was still on the air in the 80s <laughs> in a lot of Bozo. cities. We've talked about Bozo. Yeah, we've talked about Bozo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. that in. I cannot imagine if Barney had been a clown that Barney would be where I where we are today, and I'm sure we will get there. I can't imagine Barney makes it to here. <laughs> Here's an interview that Cheryl Leach did with CBS on why she decided that Barney should be a dinosaur. A lot of kids seem to be attracted to teddy bears, and initially, I, I guess one would think they might be a little bit intimidated by by dinosaurs. How did how did Barney become a dinosaur? Well, in the beginning, in the first scripts, Barney was a teddy bear, and then the traveling dinosaur exhibit was touring Dallas, and my Ooh. little boy Patrick loved dinosaurs. So uh, I teamed together with um, colleagues, Kathy Parker and Dennis DeShazer, and I remember calling mm -hmm. Kathy at the time and saying, how about a dinosaur instead of a teddy bear? And it was just a unanimous decision. Yeah, so he was originally a teddy bear, <laughs> and there was like a real worry <laughs> that he was going to be scary. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> get it. He's a T-Rex. <laughs> he's, he's like not a nice dinosaur. He's not a... No. I mean, this is... I don't, Littlefoot isn't exist. He's not like a Littlefoot. He's, yeah, like, he's not a he's brontosaurus. Like arguably the mean dinosaur. He's not a stegosaurus. He's not a triceratops. He's a T-Rex. He's the, the one scariest. that uses the bad guy in any dinosaur film. I've seen, like, Land Before Time was out at this point. Like, oh, it was, because it's, it's, the, it's the 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been 80, 89. I don't remember. Oh, it was the 80s. But <laughs> Land Before Time is either already out or will be out really soon. Jurassic Park is not out yet. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> So maybe there wasn't quite as much connotation that like T-Rexes were scary, which is a wild thought because I've never existed on this planet without Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, that's so just the idea. I don't know. What I love when we get into these like kid things is like, ah, my kid liked it. So I said, fuck it. No more bears. Um, <laughs> it just happens so often, right? Like we're just like, well, we went to this thing and my kid said, that's cooler. So I threw out everything I was making and changed it. Yeah, exactly. So eventually. Barney morphs into a purple T-Rex instead of a teddy bear. Wild. The first Barney VHS tape was released in 1988 under the series title Barney and the Backyard Gang. And seven more of these tapes would be released between 1988 and 1991 under this title. That's so many tapes a year. Yeah. They were just turning these out. For a person who was like never done this before. I mean, I guess after she did the first few, like they'd done it. But like, that's so, I mean, they're easy, right? Like it can't be expensive to make. I assume, but that's just yeah. like that's so much work. I can't I can't stress how much work is in I I've, I've edited like 5 10 minute clips for school in my whole life and I was like I would rather eat concrete. <laughs> <laughs> mm, concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Editing, especially think about it. This is 1988. There's no Windows Movie Maker. There's no <laughs> you know so it's like they're still doing this all like analog mostly back in this day and she, she like she made so much Cheryl made so much work for herself like she was just like man it'd be really cool if there was something for my son to watch and then she became like a tel like a movie producer. That, <laughs> like, listen you don't don't fuck with moms man they they are honestly so like this lady said my son needs something to watch and I'll just go become a I'll become we'll a movie producer it. really quick. I will learn everything I have to. Yeah, like do not get in the mom's way cuz they <laughs> no. will, you will lose. Uh that's wild. Absolutely. So to kind of explain, maybe we have like some younger listeners who didn't grow up with Barney. Although True. I guess it it did run until 2010, but I really don't think people were watching it as no. much as they were when we were kids. My siblings didn't even really watch it, and they were, yeah, they were no. like only five years younger. At that point, there were much, I'm not going to say much better things, but there were things that were like a little more fleshed out and a little, people had cable. The test of more time. people had cable. Exactly. It was more cable. easily accessible. Like, I didn't yeah. grow up with cable until like teenage years, right? So, like, yeah. that's just how it was. And like, then my siblings just always have had cable. So it was like, 
we don't need PBS. We do need PBS, everybody. But <laughs> but we need PBS badly. But even on PBS, there were other shows to watch. There was like, you True. know, Arthur came out around that uh, time. Yeah. Cyber Chase came out around that time. It's Cyber Chase is still going, everyone. <laughs> wow, Cyber Chase. Between the Lions, uh, just a lot of like reading rainbow came out around this Oof. time too so powerhouses honestly like after barney came out there was like a whole slew of like really classic children's entertainment that mm-hmm. has stood the test of time but really mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been there without barney so to explain some of our younger listeners who might not have any attachment to barney barney as i've said before is a purple bipedal t-rex with an ever-present haunting smile <laughs> He he was my best friend as a child. I love and adore him. I want you to know this whole thing comes from a place of love. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have a Barney? Oh, yes. I still have my Barney. That's, that's really um, sweet. I never had a Barney. I always wanted one. That's really sweet. He is um, currently Schrodinger's Barney, we call him. <laughs> and I will explain why briefly and then get back to my explanation of Barney. Um, he's Schrodinger's Barney because he's inside a Little Mermaid suitcase with my mm-hmm. blankie that mm-hmm. we have not opened in um like 20 years is there fear in that if you open it he's not there and you wonder what happened um my fear is that mice have um because it's in my basement and Uh, there are mice yeah the fear is that the mice have invaded and barney is (laughs) in a traumatizing state (laughs) gotcha i see that's he's there he's there if i just don't look at him he's always gonna be there (laughs) Barney's whole thing is love and what Mm -hmm. he does is he um, hangs out with these kids and he plays with them and sings educational songs and teaches them life lessons yep and also he's exists in their imagination he's not real he's actually a stuffed animal they make it very clear that he is a stuffed animal they imagine I don't know if they imagine him into existence like through their imagination he becomes real yeah or if he's like just a shared imagination. Yeah, but thing. they make it clear that he starts as he starts as a stuffed animal in yeah. their like pre kindergarten, their classroom, like in their they're classroom. of all ages. It's like like eight daycare, up to probably. fourteen. Yeah, it's like a daycare setting. The first line of the theme song is "Barney is a dinosaur from <laughs> our imagination." There you go. <laughs> that they just want to make it very clear. Barney is not real. We imagine him. And you can imagine him, too. Mm-hmm. You try hard enough. Well, I think it was a big deal. Like, I don't... The idea of... I don't know, like, in the permaculture, the idea of imaginary friends. But to me, I connected to Barney one million percent. Like, that's when I, like, made the imaginary friend was after watching Barney. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, the concept of an imaginary friend. It was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, and so I don't know if, like... Again, I've only existed post-Barney. I don't know if kids were doing that before, but it just, like... To me, I'm like, well, it's Barney. That's why we got, like, Foster's Home. Who would have thought of it before Barney? Probably somebody, but... <laughs> somebody. <laughs> I think I think the concept existed before Barney, but I also have no proof to back that up, so if anyone wants to give me a source, <laughs> that would be great. Source, please. Source. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Barney, yeah, dinosaur, teaches you life lessons, sing songs mostly about like loving each other being nice or cleaning up yeah god clean up all right we're gonna clean that we're gonna sing that cleanup song guys we gotta clean up the house (laughs) it is burned into my brain it yeah because like barney was all about repetition because it's Mm -hmm. been proven that children really respond to repetition that's why early episodes of blues clues were like they would just air the same episode all week because that um repetition really resonated with kids parents hate this parents hate this so much well because as adults you hate that it gets like burned in your brain like barney Mm -hmm. like cleanup song it's in there love it but when there's like a pop a new pop song that's really catching it's burned my brain i get so agitated and i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what changes and you'd think i would given my day job as a therapist (laughs) you'd think i would understand i don't okay i don't know everything but i like barney Blue's Clues, all those songs were in my brain. Incredible. My day's improved. Yeah. I love it. It's so easy to do the dishes now. I'll sing the cleanup song. <laughs> when I was like watching clips for this, because no, I did not rewatch whole episodes of Barney. <laughs> I thought about it and then I thought about my life choices and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I will do almost anything for the podcast. I, as an adult, cannot do this. <laughs> That's fair. That, but that, that's fair. Just hearing the songs and like seeing like old clips from episodes that are just there burned in my brain. I immediately mm-hmm. remembered. I was like, oh, yes, they sang the birthday song in Spanish. 
that was incredible. I mm-hmm. love love that. Mm-hmm. The Imagination song, hell yeah, loved mm-hmm. that. So it's just like mm-hmm. reactivation. <laughs> We'll put a pin in Parents Hate This because this will come back later. So the VHS tapes are coming out. They're not like a runaway success. I couldn't find any numbers because no one really paid attention. So I just found a bunch of different articles smattered across the internet that said the VHS tapes did fairly well, but they weren't a runaway success. And I was like, all right, we'll just go with that. But they did happen to catch the attention of Larry Rifkin, who was an executive at Connecticut Public Television. He rented a tape for his daughter, and she was just in love with it. And he was like, what is this? What is this purple dinosaur? (laughs) Who also appeared very dark blue in these VHS tapes. Yeah, I've I've seen clips of the VHS, and I'm like, Barney's not purple, but maybe that's just like VHS... We like corrosion or something. I was like, I don't know because I don't know how this tape is that's like a rip onto YouTube, but allegedly that was the case. Like, mm. I found like a clip where they were like, Yes, he is actually purple. Like, this original suit was really purple, but just like the way we recorded it, he looks like he's like dark blue. <laughs> I wonder if that changed. I wonder if that inf- I don't know if he looked into the suit. I wonder if that influenced like because the, the suit that we grew up with mm-hmm. is like really purple. And I wonder really, if that, like, I wonder if they were like, it's not going to be blue this time. Exactly. They were like, we will make sure it's almost pink, but <laughs> so it will at least be kind of purple. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know. I feel like that's probably another thing they keep, didn't keep track of. Like they just like mm-hmm. got a nicer suit because they were on PBS or whatever now. Something that would show up a little bit better on uh, analog film yeah. back in the day. Larry Rifkin's daughter loves these tapes. He gets in contact with Cheryl and they start to develop the TV series, the PBS TV series that would premiere in 1992 called Barney and Friends. There you have it. There you it's- have it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think most people remember is just like Barney and Friends. Whereas yeah. like the VHS tapes, they would be like, we're going to the beach. We're mm. going to go to see Santa. Oh, we're they, like, going to stuff. a campground. They okay. went places in Barney and Friends, the show. They don't go anywhere. No, they're, they're in daycare. The, they said we have one set. This is where they will be. <laughs> exactly. They're like we can afford one set. We can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Listen, this is not Sesame Street. We're not going up and down the block. You get one location. <laughs> you, one. Or what? You could be inside or outside. Take your pick. You're not switching exactly. during the episode. <laughs> we're in the daycare. We're out of the daycare. That's it. Secret histories of nerd mysteries will be back after these messages. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it and you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars or you can't decide what is the best nut or can't agree on what is the best cheese? Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. Welcome back to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Now I want to rewind just a little bit and take a moment to highlight the two men who brought Barney to life. And there's there's a couple other men, but we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about like the two the two who were most prolific: Barney's um, voice actor and the man who played him in the suit. Okay. So we're gonna start with voice actor Bob West. Now Bob would perform the voice of Barney from 1988 until the mid 2000s. Damn. So that's our Barney. Exactly. This is Barney. Like, I hear other voices and I'm like, excuse me, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Bob's voice would be continued to be used as Barney up until 2021 when a day in the life, or sorry, day in the park with Barney at Universal Studios Florida closed. Ah, uh, okay. So there were still shows that were utilizing like the old stuff that he had recorded so it's like Mm -hmm. they didn't re-record it with like new barney they were like eh, Mm -hmm. it's fine he's barney (laughs) yeah 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 i mean like any kid that's in any kid that's into anything like that is the same thing with like any other mascot they just like it's barney they couldn't care less about anything else besides the visual they can't tell (laughs) when i was a kid i could not tell when the genie from aladdin was robin williams and when he was dan castellanetta could not tell the difference yeah at all I remember like my dad being like oh well that's not robin williams and i was like what no it's He's the like, genie <laughs> it's homer, yeah it's like that's just the genie. He's like no that's homer simpson and i was like 
what? No, that's the genie. That's the genie. What about the, you said there's, and then someone was in the suit, which is pretty yeah. typical. There's two different people. Exactly. So the guy in the suit was originally a mime named David Voss. Oh. He was in the suit so briefly. He um, <laughs> acted, in the, acted in the VHS tapes until 1990 when he just very suddenly was like, I am going to join the military. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I feel a calling. I will join the military. And he was gone. Wait, so from you, a mime wait, to don't Barney. You, don't you mean, don't you mean the mimetary? <sighs> I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I do a noise gag where I slam the door, but I don't feel like going up the stairs. <laughs> lazy so the guy that we know as barney would be uh david joiner david joiner is he's kind of semi-controversial not in that he has really done anything but (laughs) he is a um tantric massage therapist now (laughs) (laughs) i mean i get being barney no i don't being barney is probably something you could just do forever question mark i guess it probably doesn't pay as much as you think it should yeah he really enjoyed being barney and he was like he was kind of getting in he's a very spiritual person during his tenure as barney he had to like sign documentation that he would not discuss or practice uh tantric massage at all due to like some of like the sexual connotations that comes along with it and he agreed and he he held, held that up and now he hasn't been doing the um barney gig for a while so he just lives in los angeles and you know makes makes good money (laughs) yeah that's that is why that's wild that like that was his job do you think he like told them in the interviews like by the way i'm a tantric massage artist and they're like yeah you can't do that (laughs) yeah i don't know at what point it came up but it's like they were like oh no do you you think larry Larry rifkin was going in for a tantric massage (laughs) fucking barney's there and he's like we need to have a meeting on monday <laughs> but you do good work it was, this was great we need to monday we will be talking <laughs> we are gonna have to have you sign some documentation <laughs> that's absolutely obscenely wild yeah that news came out like a couple years ago like, the, like oh. a bunch of news articles kind of came out <laughs> and they, they tried to like have it be a gotcha like hey did you know that the guy who played barney was a sex therapist and then you read the article and it's like well he's an adult and his patient like his his clients are adults i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah that's that's so wild that that's how it was presented that's i mean that must be why they released that they had documentation for it so that's so fascinating i know If you think that's fascinating, you should hear about how David decided to take the part. Here's an excerpt from an insider tech interview with him. There's a lot of psychic energy in my family and there's a lot of clairvoyancy. And a lot of times with me, if I'm trying to figure out a situation, I'll dream about it. Well, the night before the audition, I had this dream. And in this dream, Barney passes out and I have to give Barney mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. So on the way to the audition, I'm sitting at a stoplight and something says, look up. So I look up and there's this billboard. It says, breathe life into your vacation, Southwest Airlines. And then it hits me. I had to breathe life into Barney in my dream. If I go into this audition, breathe life into this character, I'm going on vacation. And that's exactly what I did. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) That's so many. First, I had a dream about Barney, and Barney's passed out. And then I saw a billboard for Southwest Airlines. And then I thought, if I breathe life in the Barney, I'm going on vacation. What are you talking about? He's like, I had to give Barney mouth to mouth. (laughs) Sir, what the fuck are you talking about? Sir, please. Can you please dance to the I love you song? (laughs) Also, I want to know what that inner, what that, uh, what what is the audition like for being a suit worker do you just get in yeah. the suit and walk around like what are you what are you what are you doing so i watched a documentary um which i will i'll bring it up a little bit later which documentary mm-hmm. that was and i watched a documentary and he did talk about that where like i don't know what the initial audition process is i do know there was a woman before him who was hired who couldn't do like 
the long hours in the suit. Mm. So she was she didn't get to do like any actual performances. He was like the backup Barney initially. Mm-hmm. And they like kind of um I think it was for Barney in concert. They just like kind of like were like, all right, go do it. And he just like he was like, what? And there's like a real audience out here. And they're like, yeah, go do it. And he was like, okay. And he just jumps through the through the curtains and he's like jumping around in this suit. And the suit weighs 70 pounds. Jesus. And it can reach an internal temperature of 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. <laughs> What's obscene about that is that weighs close to what the Godzilla suits weigh. Yeah. Suits are, uh, suit workers don't get paid enough. And I know they don't. I know they don't. Uh, no, absolutely. Suit not. workers go on strike. <laughs> yeah, really. Also, furries <laughs> go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's when it's my audition. This day at this time. That's like kind of late for an audition, but okay. All right, here's your audition. We have a we have an event happening right now. Would you go out there and do it? Hello? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just so that's <laughs> like that's like if for some reason one of us was making the other one try out to be on this show and I was like, "All right, Brenda, are you ready for your audition?" You're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Cool. We've been recording for 20 minutes." <laughs> I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Go do it. Anyway, Excuse please. Me? continue so like joiner is like really interesting to listen to Mm -hmm. like to listen to him talk i mean you've heard him talk he's very spiritual and there was like one clip i saw of him where he was talking about like how he handled being in the suit for so long and that he would just sit down and he was like i would just kind of like meditate and think about love (laughs) and i'm like dude you are disassociating (laughs) when i got too hot i would just sit down and sort of like Think longfully about not being in my body. Sir, you should get out of the suit. (laughs) Dude, you need some water. And they just shove a water bottle in the Barney mouth. Drink up. Gosh. I want to know, where was his, where's the face in the suit? Because it's not, I know it's not in the head. It's in the mouth. Oh, no. So, like, okay, so imagine Barney, Mm -hmm. okay? And so you have the mouth. And the mouth does move, if you watch. He has very limited movement. He moves the mouth as he Mm -hmm. goes. His eyes are in the mouth. <laughs> That's where the eyes are. So, like, the his face is, like, below the eyes. So it's like the Ninja Turtle and, suit. <laughs> yep. He's, like, he can only see out of the mouth. So he's kind of just, like, leaning over trying to see. And I think it was in the same interview that the Bar- Give Barney Mouth to Mouth was from, <laughs> where he was talking about how he... <laughs> He would stand in his apartment and close his eyes and, like, feel the energy of his apartment so he could navigate it correctly. And so he could then take that experience he had with using echolocation, (laughs) spiritual echolocation, to map out the set. (laughs) Dude, I'm glad it worked for you. I'm so glad it worked for him. I'm so glad that he was so happy playing Barney. Like, I really... He loved it. Truthfully non-ironically deeply love that for him and i'm so glad he got to do that but what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) it's like oh my god they found he went way i know he went harder than people that do suit work for like hollywood movies there's no way they're standing in their apartment naked trying to figure out how to navigate when they have no vision there's no he did not have to try this hard (laughs) he really did he didn't have to do this (laughs) i'm so listen i'm glad he did what he needed to do to reach his vision of being Barney. I'm so happy for him. I know he didn't get paid enough for that much work. No, he did There's not. There's no way. And he still does suit work. He doesn't do Barney, but he has a YouTube show where he he's like a a hip hop guy. <laughs> hip hop guy. Mm-hmm. And he does like educational hip hop songs for kids on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> it's like You come full circle. Back to educational music. He just loves it. And he's like, Barney is all about love. Love surrounds all of Barney. And that is the core of what Barney was like founded on. And I'm like, yeah, this this guy gets it. You watch him in like interviews that he's not like, he's just Barney in this interview and Cheryl's talking and he's in the back just like jumping around and like being like (laughs) Barney's like, you don't, this is a CBS interview. You don't have to try this hard. (laughs) That's wild. Wow. Yeah. so those are the the main fellas that brought barney to life despite how popular like the pbs series would become in the future like when we were growing up like when Mm -hmm. we were watching the first season almost got canceled 
if you can believe that. Like, they were filming the first series, like, season, and they were like, PBS was like, um, we don't know if we want to have a second one. And then they changed their minds before it was even, like, you know, like, before they tore down the set, before they, like, um, threw the Bardi suit in a dumpster and set it on fire, like. (laughs) (laughs) PBS was like, actually, wait, we would like you to make more. So they just, they didn't even stop. They just kept going. And they made more. And they made more. And, um. Barney was not canceled until 2010. Huh. Did they cite why it was canceled? Is it just like low? I know viewership's down on PBS overall. Yeah, it, I think it just kind of um, came to tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. People weren't like necessarily gravitating towards Barney. They introduced a new character who was a little orange fella. Oh. I think his name is Rip. Okay. No one liked him. That's fair. I feel <laughs> yeah, like he was kind of like. <laughs> like I feel like what they'd be thinking is like the people who grew up with it, like maybe their kids would watch, but I feel like they'd probably show their kids like Barney they grew up with. The classics. Exactly. Yeah, like they like, would get out the VHS tapes. Yeah, it just it just makes more sense than like watch like who's this guy? Rip? No. I barely <laughs> Rip's like trying to be like hip and cool and he plays the saxophone. No, no. <laughs> You're, it's like I barely accepted Barney's little friends that came around when I was a kid. BJ, get out of here! No one likes BJ. Yeah, what? They're like Barney Junior. He's not the same dinosaur. <laughs> Baby Bop and BJ are siblings. No, they're they're two completely di- different dinosaurs. Come yeah, on, I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not dumb. <laughs> I'm four years old. I know every dinosaur known to man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you think about hyperfixating while watching Barney? <laughs> I have Barney and Lamb Before Time. What do you expect? <laughs> exactly. We're back at Dinosaur Stories out. <laughs> dinosaur Palooza. I'm giving it yeah. to Barney. I'm saying oh, it's yeah. all Barney. I think, you know, I I don't remember when Land Before Time comes out, but I'm going to say Barney started say Barney. The, the dinosaur. Barney inspired. <laughs> don't fact check me on this. Barney inspired <laughs> Steven Spielberg to make Jurassic Park. Did you know that? <laughs> so, source, <laughs> bro, just trust me. <laughs> Barney inspired Steven Spielberg to make We're Back, a dinosaur story. <laughs> Steven Spielberg has a thing with dinosaurs. He loves them. <laughs> <laughs> he made like two dinosaur movies in two years. And then he made another one. Then he made another one. I don't know if he worked on Lost World. I think he did. <laughs> in my heart, he made all dinosaur movies except Barney. <laughs> this episode's not on Jurassic Park. Come back later. <laughs> <laughs> so we got... Barney gets canceled in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Is, Sh- is Cheryl still around? So Cheryl would work on the show until the mid-2000s. Okay. And then she would retire from the show and move to the Caribbean and open a restaurant <laughs> that she would run with her son for a while. You, I love this. Cheryl was a teacher from Texas who was like, my son is bored. <laughs> and I can't imagine she thought it would turn into that. That's wild exactly and so we're gonna get a little serious for a moment because uh-huh. um because of barney and because of like the negative like you know like kids don't older kids don't think barney is cool mm-hmm. um cheryl and patrick's her son's relationship really kind of started to deteriorate as the years went by oh. because he kind of like started to have to barney was like another sibling Right. In the family that he had to kind of compete with for his mom's attention. Mm. And that relationship would never really be able to be repaired. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say like where Patrick ended up, but um, their relationship would never um, mm. recover. That's a bummer. That's I mean, I get it. That happens often in these stories where like adult makes this thing for the yeah. for their kid. But then this thing becomes like. A phenomena, and then it's like, well, I made it for you, and it's like, I didn't ask you to, you know, mm-hmm. that's hard. Exactly, and having to compete with like a fictional T Rex as your sibling, mm-hmm. no, no, the perfect fictional T Rex that can never do anything wrong because your mom writes all the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. While we're still in Bummer Town, we do need to touch upon the cult of hate that was God. built around Barney. Yeah, because we we all experience this. Weirdos. We, people, hate him people hate barney more than they hate anything else it's especially in the 90s weird. it's super weird exactly did, like, your, did your middle school have the i hate you you hate me uh song? oh 100 percent. yeah yeah 100%. i was like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah why do you hate barney he's why do you great want to like, unalive barney what's wrong with you why yeah 
What he's, the hell? He's lame. <laughs> I also think he's lame. I'm also 13, but like, he's, I, he doesn't bother me. <laughs> Do you not remember what he did for us? <laughs> Do you not remember how he, how Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination? I also don't watch Barney anymore, but I don't hate him. I just, it's no longer entertaining. I have fond memories of our time together, me and Barney. That's why I'm like, that is like, you have a friend and you outgrow each other. Like, yeah, and I need to blow up your house. Hello? What? What? (laughs) You know, it's like college kids getting together to have like Barney, destroy Barney events where they like, you know, like shoot stuff Barneys or like hit them with a hammer or it's like, do you have anything better to do? No, losers. (laughs) Losers. (laughs) Losers. Austin, I want you to know that I subscribed to Peacock so I could watch a documentary that came out last year. That's why. (laughs) Yes. That's the hint. Because you said, oh, I have Peacock for the podcast. And I, in my head, I was like, what could Brenda be watching on Peacock? <laughs> Why would anyone subscribe to Peacock? <laughs> well, it was to watch this one documentary called I Love You, You Hate Me, which came out last year, which is just all about the cult of hate that kind of built up around Barney. Mm-hmm. And what this documentary kind of posits was like, is Barney or was Barney mm-hmm. the beginning of like modern internet hate? Because if you, like, think about it, like, was there, like, now we have, like, people who are like, oh, I hate Sonic the Hedgehog so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Pikachu sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, was there really, like, a platform for this kind of virital before all of this Barney hate? Wow. Like, it, it's a mm-hmm. it's a pr- pretty okay documentary. They try to be, like, a little, like, too, like, um, spooky, suspenseful sometimes where they're like, and then everything went wrong. And then, like, the picture goes inverted. <laughs> like. <laughs> Not you that. know that kind of editing yeah it's like come on we know where this ends like but other than that it has like some great interviews with like people who are on the show mm-hmm. um it's not too too mean to david joiner <laughs> they do like outright ask him like do you have sex with your clients and he's like <laughs> just looks at them like what that's <laughs> so like, wild just, yeah would recommend the documentary it, it's just absolutely wild and earlier i kind of touched on like how after barney we got some really good children's television like it, it feels like that opened the floodgates for shows like dora the explorer and blues clues and between the lions and arthur and just like everything all the way up to like present day with like bluey you know mm-hmm. which bluey's interesting because it's a show that adults enjoy watching with their kids you know, whereas Barney made parents want to <laughs> rip their hair out. <laughs> you know, so it's it's interesting to see how children's entertainment has evolved. And it's all because of one little purple, purple dinosaur guy. One teacher from Texas, a bored kid. That's so wild. It's I, wild. Okay, you didn't say anything, so I'll say it. Barney reboot? Yes, in February of 2023. <laughs> so this year. Mattel, which is Barney's current rights holder, announced that Barney would be returning in 2024 as a CGI cartoon. That's going to be I don't I won't say I won't say it'll be bad. It's going to be very different. It's going to be different. And I, you know, I know that the latest Thomas the Tank Engine show didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why I know that. I just know things sometimes. Yeah. No, that's like what we do here. I know <laughs> yeah, stuff about things that we never facts. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> So I know that show did not do well. So it's like, I think a lot of these IPs just might have expiration dates and maybe Barney's time has come. Mm -hmm. But then we have like Blue's Clues, which people really like, uh, like the reboot of Blue's Clues. So who knows? We will just have to see. We'll report back next year. Don't let us forget. (laughs) We'll forget. (laughs) We we will. So I was thinking of is the movie that was announced in 2019 so i don't know where where they're at with that if it's in like production hell but like it's a movie daniel kalua's companies like uh production <gasps> oh, yeah. companies involved i completely forgot I'm, I'm i am deeply worried about this movie what uh, is it gonna be <laughs> well because daniel kalua has said like uh you know barney teacher i love you and you love me but what happens when that's not true or something and so i'm like yeah i can that's worrying i can see many many roads right I can mm-hmm. see, like, because you said before that they wanted it to resonate to, like, entertaining for kids, but resonating for adults. And so I can see it, like, is it a weird, edgy reboot? Is it, like, yeah. a kid? Is it the kind of thing where it's, like, Barney 
in this world exists like as a like as a show the kid like a, a kid watches that doesn't get that because like in the show the kids get this like unconditional positive regard you know mm-hmm. but yeah. as you and i both know like not everyone's life is like not everyone that was watching yeah. barney was watching barney in a positive household for one reason or another like i i can't exactly. i can't capture everyone's experience but like is it gonna be like a kid who watches barney who does feel like when barney's done they're like i still live here is it like like what's it what like i could see a lot of things that could be interesting but i'm deeply worried about it because we haven't heard anything else and i'm like is it going to be weird and edgy like these weird edgy fucking like winnie the pooey boots and shit <laughs> yeah Really? I hope it's not because it, it's yeah it's a fish it's Barney isn't free use is attached to Mattel I have high hopes with the Barbie movie coming out and it looks good that like they won't make a bad movie but I'm still deeply worried yeah it's like if it's gonna be edgy I feel like Mattel wouldn't want that especially if they're like mm-hmm. planning to have like their own like CGI show right. reboot too so it's like would it be more like kind of tamer like that um christopher robin movie that came out a couple of years ago where it's like mm-hmm. christopher robin's an adult and he has to reconnect with his imaginary like winnie the pooh and tigger and mm-hmm. um piglet but, yeah you know? that could be fine you know like yeah there's so would many it be more similar to that ain't you like we don't know anything else but i was just like waiting for you to I'll get brenda doesn't bring it up i can bring it up and say stuff about it at the end and you didn't so i got to <laughs> <laughs> i like saw that and i was like wow what a cast. And then yeah. I just immediately went, boom. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so <laughs> much else going on. There's so much else going on. Yeah. But this is... I'm still stuck on tantric sex massage therapist, but <laughs> there's a lot going on. This was so cool. I know... Thank I you. thought I knew Barney, but now I know Barney even better. Now you know Barney. Now you know Barney. If you <laughs> Now never, you know Barney. If you're listening to this and you've never listened to Barney, I can't say I recommend it because you should be an adult if you're listening. So... <laughs> But if you have a kid in your life, you could you could probably get some enjoyment through watching Barney with them. I do not recommend watching it alone as an adult. It can't be. No, it, it, I could not do it. <laughs> I'm not I saying it'll not. be bad, but I'm I can't say it'll be a good experience either. The target age range <laughs> is like two or three until like first grade. Mm-hmm. It's like I I could make it through like a couple minutes, and I was like. All right, done forever. Yeah, done. priest, priest. Like when people think of kids stuff and they think of like Avatar: Last Airbender, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's like middle schoolers. Mm-mm. Things made for yeah. kids. I pro- you cannot get through because it is it is made for brain wire completely differently than yours, and that's fine. But I'm letting you know you will not make it because you are going to want to. It moves so slow. You're like, why are you talking so slow? Can we please move on? Why is exactly. this? <laughs> You said the same thing three times. Please, come <laughs> I on, heard stop you. it. I get it. We're cleaning up now. <laughs> <laughs> clean up, clean up, everybody. Do your share. Do your share. Clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Asterion, and you can find more of her work at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was narrated by Greg Aronica, and you can find him at Cafe3G on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter, Blue Sky, and TikTok. The show is edited every week by Brenda Snell. If you love this show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast content. This podcast is a proud part of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. See you for the next mystery, Mistorians! Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.